With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Winning Time Season 2, Episode 4. The new world is over, but here on Pleasure Recaps, we're just getting started. My name is Grace, but of course I'm not alone. I'm here with Jason Reed. Jason, how you doing? Grace, I'm good. Uh, listen, let's stick to the system that works, okay? We get on here, we talk about the show, we analyze it, and if anyone has a problem with that, anyone, anyone, you'll sit right here next to me, okay? Listen, is the system working? Are we winning? Yes. Do I like it? No. Very much not so. That's the point of this episode, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, We're here to chat about Winning Time, episode four, The New World. Um, As a, just in case you haven't been following our coverage, make sure you subscribe, pushrecaps.com slash winning time, pushrecaps.com slash HBO if you're watching any of the HBO coverage. I think we're kind of the only thing on HBO at the moment, uh, Jason. Although I did hear that uh, our flag means death is coming back in October, which I'm very excited for season Mm -hmm. two. But um, yeah, uh, we're here. And we're also on YouTube, youtube.com slash pushrecaps. Check us out. You can watch the video companion to the podcast it's the same it's us doing the podcast but also a video uh it's pretty pretty revolutionary we're like the 80s lakers we're the only ones doing it there's no one else there's no one else doing this but us yeah the star wars crew i think is here but they forget they're like the celtics you know whatever um all right the new world jason the first thing i want to say is i feel like last season I'm, i'm sure the listeners were so annoyed when we'd be like Ah, uh, the pacing, it's so, the pacing is weird. The pacing is all off. Like, uh, you know, we've barely even started the season and we're like three quarters of the way through. And then we're here in this season. We're like, well, this should be fun. They're going to go like through like four seasons. Uh, we should be like firing through. We didn't even get, we got like two months into, like, are we, we're like two months into this, the second full season? Yeah. Or what? Four, 
four episodes in, four of seven. What is what is going on? I don't uh, I don't understand. It's like, yeah, wow, they're gonna move at a breakneck pace to get through to get through these four seasons. And here we are, we're stuck in this in this uh what, what is this technically the the 81, 82 season? This is 81, 82, yeah. So we're we're kind of stuck here. We've been stuck here for the past like couple episodes. We took a detour to Larry Bird's wife last <laughs> episode. Right. So we're just kind of we're kind of stuck. So we have three episodes left to cover two more seasons. And we're not even done with this season. We're like not even halfway through this this 81 82 season we're in so i who, your guess is as good as mine as how we're going to get to this flash forward we got in the beginning of the season uh but i mean listen i'm here for it the, I, you know as much as we want to talk about the pace i am still loving this show this show is yeah. so much fun it's so great it's telling a great story with great performances so i'm enjoying it it's just you know it's a big task to get through four seasons of basketball. And I was wondering yeah. which season is going to get the ultimate short drift. I kind of think it's going to be the one where they win a championship. No spoiler, but uh, yeah. well, I get, you know, well, we'll see. Uh, yeah. What are we, Jack McKinney? We don't care about the Pacers, uh, the pacing of the season. Dude, that's a bad, <laughs> that was bad. That's pretty bad. Uh, also, Tracy Letts showing up at our Woo! TV show. I loved it. I loved Big it. I, was, I think there's I was also. Excited. A very, very brief Gillian Anderson uh, appearance this week as well. No lines, <laughs> Listen, but she's on the TV. Extremely brief. She's uh, they had to get her in for one second to justify that that uh, that opening credits, uh, you know, yeah. credit that she gets. You got to come in at least once for two seconds to get to not even speak at all it could have been a body double we don't even know that's true that might not have been Kelly Anderson yeah um well let's talk about the new world uh basically again very basketball focused not super uh private life you know of Magic Johnson or anybody else focused We're really focused on the struggles of uh, this basketball team struggles and also the successes and the struggles within those successes as um the, the Lakers return they they get um booted off the cover of Sports Illustrated by Larry Bird, etc. In the middle, uh, they're in school as Paul Weston is the teacher, um, and the system is like working and not working. Uh, it seems like uh, they lose some games and they win some games. Even when they win games, they barely win them, um, and so people are frustrated. Most notably, Magic Johnson, whose whose twenty five million dollar contract gets leaked by Red Auerbach and um, and to the rest of the team. Therefore, Kareem thinking about going to New York, but ultimately will say he will remain a Laker as long as he's under contract. And ultimately, Magic gets so frustrated, he refuses to get on the bus one night. Uh, he'll have a chat with uh, with Jerry Buss, who will uh, try to put Paul in his place. When that doesn't work, Magic's going to confront Paul directly. And then closing the episode, when that doesn't seem to have worked, he'll say he wants to be traded. Um, what do you think of the new world? Uh, uh, um, listen, I, I, love, I really enjoyed the episode. I did think it was... You know, as we talked about the pacing, we talked about how fast it's going to go. I felt like we've been in this kind of era for a couple a couple episodes now where you can tell the tension between uh, Paul and pretty much everyone else mm -hmm. is ratcheting up. But it feels like more of the same. You know, we're getting mar we're getting marginal movement with the bus and honey storyline. We're yeah. getting some movement with the with the Paul Westhead and everybody else storyline. We're getting more Pat hero shots, more Paul. Everyone thinks he's an ass. So it feels like a little more of the same for the past couple episodes. Yeah, I would certainly uh, agree. I feel like everybody this. So, I mean, I guess I just had to say, I mean, we know Paul Westhead is not the coach of this team. So I want to exactly spoil like what this thing is. But I definitely thought we were getting that this episode based on where we ended up last episode. And it does seem like they want to prolong that 
a little bit further, which I I kind of can understand. You have Jason Siegel, who's not nobody. He's a nobody to be on the show. I definitely feel like Adrian Brody as uh, Pat Riley is like maybe you know up there in terms of best performances on the show, probably just below um, Quincy Isaiah as Magic Johnson and um, the Larry Bird, Kareem Abdul. Like those performances are great. Bus is great uh, as well. So I can kind of see wanting to just like prolong this and. Again, I talked about last week, I I said, when we we're trying to kind of map out like, or maybe this was two weeks ago and trying to map out where they'll spend time. I do think either the seasons where they don't win or seasons where there is a thing, you can kind of look at it and be like, okay, we got to like focus in on that thing, which I think very clearly in this season is, um, is like Westhead versus everybody, right? He's kind of up against Bus and Magic and Pat, uh, who we know are all going to stick around. And so it does feel like they're kind of prolonging that as much as possible in a way that I think I can understand, but it is, it's just like sort of, I think last season was the one that our friend Josh Lehmer in the discord had said, like, you know, I understand why they yada yada that. Um, but I thought maybe they, they would yada yada this a little bit quicker than they have too. But I don't it know. just makes you wonder if there's like not much drama in any of the other seasons of, of basketball. It's like this, this was the big drama that we had. So we're, we're going to really focus on this. And the performances are so good between everyone that we're just going to really stick here for a while. And we'll get, you know, an episode, an episode per season for these other seasons we have, because the the Lakers were kind of winning. Everything was good. So maybe there's just not a lot of, a lot to draw on there. Yeah. I, I think if I try to think about from the show to make this decision, to linger here or kind of slow ride into. And I think it's interesting because they didn't need to tell, they didn't need to tell us that they were doing four seasons and they didn't need to tell us that they didn't need to do that. The sort of um, epilogue thing that like the, the flash forward at the beginning of the mm. season, right with Pat getting on the bus and they're playing the Celtics. They didn't need to do that really. And so I'm, I'm trying to think about when they made this choice, what are they, what story are they trying to tell here? Right? So with, I think Magic Johnson, this does really feel like, you know, the culmination of the the episode being he wants a trade. It does seem like the story they're trying to tell. And even from last episode where he then ultimately where Bus will offer him the 25 year, $25 million contract. But it's kind of still like, you know, I want to play for somebody who is committed to me. And I think that Magic certainly throughout the show and again we have to like we always put this in perspective like i don't think um uh quincy Isaiah looks that young but this is like a young guy yeah. this is a young guy and he is a guy who you know pat kind of tries to give him the like you haven't even tried to see if the system will work and we know that pat doesn't really like even fully love the system but that's mostly because he can read that like magic isn't a guy who the system works for um and so this and i think there were some interesting notes last episode or maybe the episode before about we joked about how paul seems right a lot of the time but the way he goes about being right is so insufferable um and so i think they're trying to tell us like this is just a mismatch uh of paul might be a smart guy he might have a system that works they're winning they're just you know but then nobody seems happy winning and so this is just a mismatch um in terms of this particular system which he's called the system working for magic johnson and who magic johnson is who wants to be showtime like we literally get him saying to bus like yeah but i'm not showtime anymore so i feel like that's what they're trying to tell us and i and i'm trying to think about like why they extend this period what are we supposed to be learning about these characters in the 80s lakers it's that like magic yeah he might be like 
you know, he might want the base, the, the, I almost said baseball. He wants the basketball a lot, but that's because like, that's the way he plays basketball. You know, that's how he's successful. The show really, the show really fights with this portrayal of, of magic, you know, magic in a way sometimes like, Hey, I'm just a guy that wants to ball. I'm just somebody who wants to play basketball. I'm not, I'm not a big ego guy, but then when he's put in a system where he's kind of just another guy, he's not happy when they're winning. He's not happy because he doesn't get to show himself. He doesn't get to sh- he doesn't get to be Showtime. He's just another one of the guys, and he he has a problem with that. As Pat as Pat says, you know, th- the system is working, but the system could work so much better if Magic kind of tried to infuse a little bit of himself without without infusing too much of himself to make Paul stand up and say, "What are you doing?" Because uh, I mean, from from Magic's point of view, Paul is really stifling his 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 specialness his his showtime ability as as constantly you hear the echoes of paul saying where's your spot where's your spot in magic's head and that's really affecting magic in the way that he's not he doesn't have that passion and that zeal for playing ball in this system that he would in any other system like in jack's system where he was the focal point he was the person making all the shots happen or make or taking all the shots yeah i mean we talked about like we talked a lot about whether the real magic johnson likes his portrayal or not and i know that he does not but i i do think you know i it's really interesting because i do think paul and magic are very interesting people to compare and contrast in that i think paul is actually a pretty good guy who for whatever reason comes off very annoying and magic is a guy who's like maybe not the best guy like he's like he's like maybe actually a little bit selfish and egotistical a little bit and like he's a little, little bit of a baby <laughs> he's a kid yeah and yet it's like yeah but he's really cool you know it's almost like uh walter white and skylar white at breaking bad are you a breaking bad uh you're breaking bad watcher i am i'm a breaking bad guy so whenever it was like when skylar's like maybe my husband shouldn't do drugs it was like shut up skylar you're shut terrible up, up. get her off the Ooh, show get out of here. she's the worst Evil <laughs> she's, woman. she's, she's, she's Evil not woman. letting walter shine <laughs> I feel like there's kind of that dynamic here that like, because we also know, like I think in a compendium for a previous week, when they talked about the week that the system got introduced, like Paul does go on to have this, have success with the system elsewhere. And they talk about like, this is kind of what like the golden state warriors uh, have had success doing is just like, take as many shots as possible. It's just that, you know, these guys don't jive with it in a way that works. The only guy who does seem to jive with it is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who does get to just like, take a lot of shots and <laughs> score a lot I, of points you know i don't even think the rest of the team doesn't really quote unquote jive with it agreed i think, it, I think it's when it's pointed out it, it like when they see the sports illustrated magazine and they're like right. what is this, what are they talking about like this guy's in here teaching us basketball i think that's when they get the most like perturbed well he releases like, a thing that says uh, uh you can, plug, you can in plug in, in, in. Yeah, yeah exactly so that's when they get perturbed and when it's working it's working i think they'd be fine if it was just working it's working but when they try and give credit to paul as much as that boosts paul's ego the rest of the team it you know it really hits theirs and like well what are we just like these mindless robots in this system um but magic of course has to be the focal point i think i think in this episode particularly when they really give us this kind of sympathetic paul moment where paul's talking to pat in his like newly newly neck braced yeah he's stressed out he's got neck (laughs) And Paul's like, yeah, you know, I know that people only think that I'm here because of luck, because this happened, that happened, this happened. And through that, through all that, we won a championship with my system. So as he said, he's going to be goddamn. He's going to play anyone else's game and he's going to go down his way and his way only. So, I mean, I, I think Paul's really feeling himself because he's he's one with his system. He wants to show that his system works, but this guy magic is in his way. 
Yeah, I I really feel for the the I really like the Paul portrayal because I do feel like it's it would be really easy I think the way that they have portrayed it which is he's got the new haircut and he's you know he is being paid like a million dollars to be the coach of this team which is huge at the time right like that's mm-hmm. that's the same that magic is he might be getting paid a million dollars over three years i might be i might be misremembering that but it would be i think really easy to like portray him completely as like you know uh doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't know what he's doing. But I think history has shown that like he kind of he kind of does know what he's talking about. And it's just that I don't know if you ever had this where like you've hung out with like a group of people and you're like, you're all lovely and sweet, but it's just like not my vibe. You know, I'm just like, yeah. you know, it's like, oh yeah, this is not the party that I would like be choosing to spend my Friday night at if I like, you know, had all the options in the world. And I kind of feel like that for Paul, that he's like he he but he, he's the one he rather than like you know, you're the head coach of the Lakers. You're not going to, he doesn't want to like opt out and leave. And he, in fact, he's the part of the frustration that I feel like is so well portrayed in the show is just how many times people don't offer him the respect. We get that in um, one of the first scenes of the episode when uh, they're going to cut Rambus, uh, who apparently is just this wild dude, a uh, full on bro. Uh, and he ultimately decides because West insisted that he get cut, uh, Paul chooses to keep him. And so just this constant, like, you know, not having the authority or the respect that he thinks he should be getting. Um, Cause he did win a championship. And I, I, I do love that scene you pointed out where he's like talking to Pat about, here's all the reasons like I should be discounted and you know, no, like here's, here's why I think I deserve this role. So I, th- I think he's a really compelling TV character and I can see why they put him in four, probably five episodes of the season. Yeah. He's really, he really has this petulant child, uh kind of demeanor to him in these like it, it keeps ramping up each episode yes. and in here especially when he's like you know pat to begin the episode was upset that rambles is getting cut and he's like well that's what we got to do and then west comes in and he's like he's like you know are we cutting rambles because that's what we need to do and and paul's just like oh, give me this never mind <laughs> and this is one of west's ideas i don't want i don't want to no. share credit with west for taking this idea is this the first time that we met rambles or is this like yeah because uh, he was a very funky dude and i from what i have studied about the future of the Lakers. He's going to play a pivotal part in, in, in part of the Lakers, but he's an interesting guy for sure. They talk about maybe it being one of Paul's uh, lasting uh, contributions is, yeah. is keeping uh, Rambus in spite of Jerry West. Uh, it's very funny. We do get, uh, there's some fun Jerry West bill uh, stuff in this episode. I think uh, when they're, uh, West can't believe that they did the photo shoot, uh, the school photo shoot. And Bill goes, uh, uh, you want to do it like pre- good 80 press is good press basically but in the bill voice you want to do oh, it you know any, any press is good press you know what i mean yeah or where's, where's my tea with honey i ordered that like three months ago oh <laughs> uh, so good so good uh the bill impression was not something i was expecting coming into season two of the podcast but it's a it's a delight um those two were just like the two stooges right they're just kind of running together and they're just they're they're i mean maybe not two maybe like you know statler wadorfing it there's like kind of talking from the cheap seats where they're kind of in they're kind of in the middle here of bus and westhead and they're really they're kind of in a way powerless here although uh charman is a gm and west is the assistant gm they're not really having there's kind of a go-between between paul and and bus so good so good i love it um let's say a little bit about pat riley because i i do love the scene uh i think this is our one gillen anderson scene where uh he's stressed out so he comes into work with Uh, with the neck brace I think it's Gillian Jacobs. <laughs> Gillian oh, Anderson, Gillian Anderson is, is, is Scully. Only here, is it's only here Scully if there's from... an alien, alien sighting. 
<laughs> yeah, it is Gillian Jacobs. I apologize. That's hilarious. Uh, her one sighting. Yeah, not Scully. Scully's done here. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, we do get... I really like Pat trying to like sell magic on the system um, because I think it's a really complicated position he's in because like he's we know where we saw where he was uh last season where he's like trying to become an announcer and he just can't like kind of like let go of basketball and so um i feel like yeah him quitting you know is not a great move i love the subtle things of uh whoever this other guy is it michael or whoever the other assistant coaches his desk gets to be yeah he's right next to paul yeah yeah and pat is not but i i really like pat trying to like Again, this is a way that this is not like black and white of like Paul, uh, Pat trying to sell magic on a system that Pat doesn't even fully believe in, but that's his job as the assistant coach. Yeah, Pat's still trying to be a good soldier one way or the other. It, even if in, in private, he and Paul are having it out. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna still going to try and sell your shit. But, you know, uh, it's I don't really believe it. But he's, he's so passionate as he's talking to magic. Do you think, do you think Gillian Jacobs shot, shot this whatever scene with Adrian Brody and then <laughs> watches the episode. She goes, huh? That's it. <laughs> like that's all you, that's all you showed. I just, I was in a, on that set for three hours and I you see the who, back of my head. Just pay. As long as she gets paid, I don't think she cares. I guess she I, must have a big scene later, right? There's gotta be like a big, has to be, has to be Riley I household mean, scene. Yeah. yeah. We know Pat Riley's going to take a bigger spotlight, uh, you know, further down the line, but geez, uh, you know she's been she's been in the credits this whole time. Is she? Are we going to get another flashback scene to this conversation? Because it seemed Maybe. to be important, but we stayed there for only like a few seconds. Well, this is true. Apparently, he was so stressed that he would get into these like he would have like neck pain and needed to wear like um what is this called like a, a brace a neck brace a brace a neck yeah. brace yeah that's bad that's really bad that's bad uh, the think of you like uh are you, are you trying to quit smoking he's like i i can't dude <laughs> I, just, I, just, I can't do it you you, you drove me to smoke even more uh i just love the visual of of pat walking into the into the office and he's like sitting he's like drinking whatever you're drinking i don't know if it's a beer yeah. or what he's just like popping whatever this is just like just kind of hey it is what it is i'm just i'm so, so stressed my neck is effed up I just, yeah it's so it's a good visual um where do you want to go to? I mean, Magic's contract gets gets leaked. Uh, I again, I I thought we had some fun stuff with like Rambus and um uh. There's a the guy I always forget his name. Landsberger. Yeah, Landsberger. He's Landsberger's like I've been the white guy on this team a lot longer than you have. <laughs> what what you know? Uh, we, uh-huh. we made such a big deal last last episode about Mitch Kupchak coming to this team. Yep. He gets checked like his name checked. We see him for a minute, but. Uh... Nothing else. Nothing else to say about him. I don't even know if he's in the starting lineup. I don't didn't see him on the court. I don't know what's he, going on. With that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I certainly can feel. We feel that sometimes it's, it certainly feels like this show is so much about the people that we met at the beginning of the show that somebody else to come in often. Like Larry Bird is the only person who I feel like they were like, oh my god, we have gold here and like need to like boost his presence. Um, in season two, Red Auerbach maybe a little bit. I think they knew what they had uh, like with Michael Chiklis, but. Yeah, like Mitch Kupchak certainly seems like somebody who was only important as much as it, it was like about whether or not they should get him last episode. And now that he's here, it's like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was literally only doesn't in, matter. It was only in service to the Pat Paul tension. And then after that, he's like a forgotten member. Yeah, he. Yeah. So we'll see. There is a we talked about this last week. There is a thing that happens to him in the yeah. season that I'm I would am. I don't actually I don't know. I would have said last time that it would have come up. But I actually now think that like potentially 
he doesn't really <laughs> doesn't yeah, really it, matter we'll just, here. We'll just forget about it. It won't even matter. Like they'll maybe uh like Chick Hearn will maybe mention it when he's like commentating on right. a game, <laughs> like mention what happens to Cup Chick, but I don't see it being focused on in a, in a meaningful way at this point because he he just he was barely introduced in this episode. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. So we get, we do get this, uh, the Magic's contract uh, revealed, leaked by Red Auerbach. Um, but um, I feel like the thing here is like, I, I did like this scene of them in the locker room. And I really wish, I feel like one of the strengths of last season was particularly with like Haywood and Kareem was like that piece of it that I really feel like we're not getting. And I thought we were going to get it when Kareem talked about like, you know, he has a newborn son and I want my son to know me as a father rather than the number on my Jersey. And I really thought we'd get more of that. And it's really been like all business all the time with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, that Um, first episode we really focused on, we we really narrowed down on the private lives of, of, you know, for sure, Magic and Kareem. And then it really just kind of disappeared. Like, man, we haven't heard anything about Magic's uh, kid or what his relationship is like with that kid. Uh, I haven't focused anything else on Kareem and his struggle and what he's done with really. So it was weird to be like in such so person personal focused and then just kind of go away from that and focus on the basketball of it all in, in, in these episodes we've gotten last few of. Yeah, because this the thing that comes out here is where like Kareem potentially is like, maybe I'll go play in New York. He has an interview and he says, like, I've always loved the, you know, the basketball atmosphere of New York. And so, but I just feel like it was so generous. And and actually, I, I don't know with like both seasons, like how much they were like, potentially COVID restrained as well in terms of like filming. Does this like cause you to like, do you do that? Because you can set it up after another shot versus like, okay, now we're going to, cause we, I mean, we've done cream at home. Um, it's when his like wife goes into labor. Um, but you could see, like, I feel like last season they probably would have put a scene with Kareem and his wife where he gets to like speak really candidly about like what yeah. he's thinking. I did like that. We got a Paul and Kareem scene. Cause I feel like they're two people who like 
Uh, I love the line when Paul's talking to Pat and he's like, I need to be the captain. And I know there's a guy whose nickname is captain, but like, that's just a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> right and, and it really, it really almost seems like Paul, like he sees like a kindred spirit in Kareem. hundred percent. And he, he like tries to talk to Kareem and Kareem's like, I don't know, man, I'm here. I'm here on contract. And uh, that's where I'll be, I guess. You know, and again, we've talked about how much this show since it takes place in this era kind of speaks to the future of sports where he's like, huh? Here's our contract. I guess here's where I'll stay. It's like, yeah, well, that, that, that ain't it anymore. If you well, if you don't like where you are, you can pout yeah. and, and cry your way out. Uh, the compendium guide tells us that um, this is the first time when Magic's at the uh, end of the episode says, I want to be traded. Uh, he did say this. He said, I can't mm-hmm. play here anymore. I want to leave. I want to be traded. I can't deal with it anymore. I've got to go and ask Bus to trade me. Um, which I, I do, I do like, you know, if that actually happened, I do think the interesting, um, between him and bus next, uh, week potentially of like, you know, we'll see if it actually like what comes of it. But this idea of like, you just signed a $25 million contract. And the thing that bus said to you was like, yeah, but are you going to hold up like your end of (laughs) your end Mm -hmm. of the deal? Also, this is like a wild contract to got try to like trade. But, uh, so the fact that he's like immediately going to be like, nah, I want to be traded. Uh, but apparently this is the first, he's like the first guy to like publicly make this sort of demand. It's like, I'm going to be really set a precedent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, is, and as we have seen, like in the current era sports, is this a, a real thing or is this a way to get buzz to, to budge on firing Westhead? Like as, as we've seen in today's sports, people can say, oh, I want to be traded. I want to do this. But really it's kind of a bid to make management move and give them a better contract. Like either give me a better contract or I'm out of here. You know, as a, <laughs> as a Ravens fan, I just dealt with this with Lamar Jackson this past off season, he, like where he publicly states, I want to be traded if not going to give me what I want. And then, then the team's like, all right, well, we'll kind of give you what you want. Because in, in a way, it's that person making the man in that public is going to force the public to be like, all right, what's wrong with you? Like, give the man what he wants or, you know, we want to keep him here. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see because I feel like there's two instances here where Magic is like not um... – the most professional. So one, he's like, he doesn't get into the huddle um, near the end of the game. That, that was like, a, you tell your child to like, all right, come, come over here, come over here. He's like, I'm right here. Like, or like, don't touch your brother. He's like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm right here. I'm, I'm technically in the huddle. Cause it's on, it's on our, it's on our side of the bench. I'm, I'm on the outskirts of it, but I'm here. It's like, no, I mean, yeah. right here is what I yeah. mean. You know what I mean? Young man. So it was annoying. such a funny moment. And then not getting on the bus, uh, poor Coop has to go and relay the message of like. Uh, Paul is really, and he really treats his people like minions at this point. You I can know. really kind of see it as like, he's like, Cooper, go out there and talk to him. Like now, and he's really just kind of taking on this kind of dictator. Uh, you know, Right posture. after Pat's like going to go talk to him and he's like, let him stew. And then he's like, but Coop also go get him back on the bus. Well, and it's a, <laughs> and at, he's doing two things at the same time, right? He's showing, he's exerting his muscle, yeah. his muscle. And yeah. he's like, he's basically putting pat in his place quite literally like he tells pat sit down i'm going to let cooper handle this like why are we letting cooper handle anything because he doesn't want pat to go publicly talk to magic and get him back on the bus because that again is going to like usurp paul's role here because he knows magic's not going to talk to paul but paul knows magic will talk to pat and that again will kind of one up uh paul if pat is successful getting him back on the bus no. Um, so I thought the magic stuff, I thought it was good. He has one little conversation with, with cookie. Uh, it's yeah. not a huge thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, we did get Tracy Letts back on our screen. We get a, a, a diner scene between Paul and Jack. And I did really 
like this. I kind of forgot that Jack is a little bit of an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was just going to be a nice little, you know, kind of conversation where, where Jack probably will throw some jabs in there about, you know, uh, Paul kind of coasting on his coattails, but he really kind of gives it to him in a way where he's like, I'm going to embarrass you <laughs> first on your home court. And then we're going to do it later in Indiana. I was like, Oh, crap like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna finish it in indiana it's like oh my god like, but i i love it was oozing with just this like like assholeness and kind of putting paul in his place because paul's walking around here kind of talking anything he wants to anybody but then he's up to he's he's like you know face to face with jack and he's just kind of once again put in his place he's kind of like a, a little kid again when he's talking to jack yeah it, the thing that i think is really interesting about this episode is is how much they they win but like the rest of it is not is not working because because Paul does they the Lakers beat uh, the Pacers but I think it, do they show it in the show it goes to double overtime do they do they say yeah. that yes uh, is the second overtime I and mean, it feels like it feels like this you know what's what people have against the system is that it's good enough to barely beat bad teams right. but it's not good enough to beat good pretty good teams like that is pretty much magic's issue with the system because he can't he can't do what he wants to do because i also think he's just not having fun i think that's a oh, big of course he just like doesn't yeah, he doesn't want to, he just... has to go to he has to run to a spot and shoot the ball that's literally it yeah so it's it's good enough to be okay teams but not good enough to be great teams and i think that's where that's you know and when they beat when they beat jack in the in the patients they had that big celebration like and after the after the game yeah. paul's like yes yeah! it's, it's, it's hilarious i love it yeah um i also like it from the sense of like this is this was um paul's mentor is jack who's who's quite mean um and just like so sure of himself in a way that i feel like you can kind of like feel it's kind of like uh when i used to be a summer camp director like often you'd you'd there'd be a bully and you would a kid who's exhibiting bullying behavior is the nicer way to put it and you'd call home and like that's so weird he gets bullied at home it's like oh yeah the kid came to camp like being like I get bullied there, so I'm coming in and I'm like, I'm yeah, gonna bully exactly. I'm gonna bully you because I'm gonna but get he, the one before it happens again at camp, you know. But he doesn't do it in style like Jack does. It's right? true. And I love the the, the moment where uh, it's right before the Pacers game. They're all on, they're all on the court, uh, and all the Lakers come and they like all the Lakers that were there when Jack was there. They come and hug him. They greet him, and Paul just looking like looking at it like, you know, this guy was a jerk too, but they love him why don't they love me like and like they love yeah. jack like like yeah. magic's coming over there hugging jack uh you know norm and kareem they're just all pounding around jack before the game it's like you can just see it in paul's face he's so downtrodden he doesn't have that same kind of relationship and I, and I think from his from his perspective he doesn't understand why he does he doesn't understand why he's so hated he's just trying to win um well, there's also there's also the preseason game, right? There's the the uh, Celtics um, Lakers preseason game that mm-hmm. um, the Celtics are putting in most of their like reserves and being very experimental before Red is like, no, put Larry Bird in, even though he wasn't supposed to play. Bird wants to play, um, and uh, I think I think the Lakers end up winning that game, but like it was like ended up being much tougher because they kind of like had coasted through the first. I think they only win by like nine points after having a twenty eight point. Um, lead I, I think the thing for me as is just like segue into like i feel like the basketball stuff is this is entertaining it's it's good i i like this episode i definitely am feeling the absence of like i want to talk about genie and and jerry and and honey um but i feel I mean, like this has also been so wheel spinny in terms of like i feel like the same thing happens every episode where like yes jerry loves honey genie's a little bit annoyed that jerry loves honey uh and that's kind of 
that's kind of it. Yeah, it's very perplexing that we haven't had really any movement on those storylines at all. As you said, it's the, it's the same old, same old, where Genie shoots daggers at at Honey, and Honey and Bus have seemingly have no problems in a relationship yet. It's it's odd that there's been no 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 speed bumps, no issues. I, I'm just wondering how this is going to like crash and burn this relationship with Honey and Jerry, but it all just seems to be going fine. And and those are the the points of the episodes. I'm just like okay we're here like there's nothing really happening i know it's so i part of me wonders like i guess if this is the time that like genie gets into the business i can definitely like see that being entertaining but i i'm just finding like it's the same notes every episode which is that yes genie like inherently has business savvy and she's like her dad in maybe ways that aren't good and then yeah we know that that jerry and um and honey this probably won't go well so i don't know it's like okay i don't know it's, i mean it's, it's either give me movement or don't show it to me at all i don't i don't really need the in between here that we got of the same the same thing we had last episode yeah Especially I, since we only have seven episodes i i wonder like i i guess i'm i'm rethinking what i was about to say which is like maybe they shouldn't have had genie be like so prominent mm-hmm. which then i feel like is like actually a mistake and then because like i'm basically saying like don't put women <laughs> in the show. Um, so I, I, I just, I, yeah, I definitely feel like it's the biggest failing. Like I was so excited for Gabby Hoffman to be in the show. And then she's not in this episode at all. Uh, um, what do you mean, Grace? She's sitting next to bus in one of the games. That's right. She, I forgot. <laughs> I just, and, and you know, a, as you said, you don't, you don't want there to be no women, but I also want, if you're going to have women in the show to have them take on a, a actual meaningful role. Right. It's, yeah. it, feels, it feels like lip service if you don't. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's like, it's, I don't know. I'm, this could be a thing where, you know, if they get renewed for a third season, this is like building to something, but um, I don't know. It just feels like we're very much in the same territory. It feels like Jerry will screw over honey. Jeannie will be like, you shouldn't have done that. This is what you should, you know, and then we're back to business I, as usual. But I was waiting for a, a big confrontation between, you know, bus and genie and honey, this whole episode with the whole picking of the rings. But then we get to the ring picking scene. It's just like that one. Yeah. It looks I know. Good. It's like, I know. Okay. What, what was this? What was this in here for? I know. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, the, I don't mind that they're like so much more basketball focused. Cause I feel like one of the jokes they made last season was like, there was never any basketball happening. I really thought it was interesting how much like when magic goes to talk to Jerry and he's like, basically magic wants Paul fired. And he's like, listen, I pay you both to just do the things you're supposed to do. And if you could just do them, so I don't have to like do any of these, this stuff, that would be great. Um, Cause I feel like surprised? that's the sense we've had. Yeah. Were you surprised that bus kind of took that in a way, hands off approach. He's like, listen, I'd pay you to do this. I'd pay him to do that. We're just going to do this. I feel like a bus of a season ago might have just like taken the reins in his own hands and have fired Paul just on the, the basis of magic asking him to. Well, I, I mean, I maybe wish we were getting a little bit more of this, even <clears throat> like break the fourth wall a little bit with Jerry, because what I think they set up really well, at the beginning of the season is like, yeah, you can win once, but it's really hard to like sustain your success. And and the idea that like I could see this idea because we have the scene with Jerry West and Bill where they want to potentially fire Paul. And he's like, we can't fire a coach in the middle of the season. Again. Might like, be time to shake the tree, Jerry. That's right. Might be time to shake the tree and see what falls out. That's right. And he's like, no, I like, you know, we can't do that, which I feel like is him a little bit like worried reputationally. I feel like there could be a lot with like 
you know, Nick, he didn't love Norm going to the press last season. He brings it up multiple times to Norm. Now this is magic being like, Hey, like I want to be traded publicly. Now he's going to go to Jared. I'm sure we're going to have a combo. I just maybe like, you, you think Jerry's a little kind of like Paul scared to stray away from what got them a championship all that, that time ago. What Westhead was here. We got the championship. So I don't want to change anything because I really, really need a ring as he tells you know, Paul, like he's kind of desperate for this ring. I, I wonder whether Jerry, so there's a few things. I, I wonder if the results of them winning is actually like a little bit, I know they do it when they're losing. Um, but if he like does sort of believe in the system and I feel like it's a little bit, Paul almost is playing a coach who's like playing a video game where he literally says you can plug and play. And it's like, yeah, you could, I can like release this player on my fan on my, like, MLB franchise I don't have to go talk to that guy and be like hey we just like you know we just fired you uh we just yeah. released you um you know there's no emotion you're just like number you're just using numbers and I wonder if Jerry like seeing like you know and he is kind of a guy who's always tried to like show his love via money too so he gives magic this big contract and I think is hoping that like listen I'm paying you a bunch of money like you got to be you'd be happy you're a Laker um and then he also paid Paul a bunch of money which I also think is like potentially a cost he'll have to eat if he fires Paul. Like he probably has to pay out the rest of the, I don't know if that's like how the contract would have worked in the eighties or not. Um, but well, he also yeah. doesn't want to look wrong, right? He doesn't, I think he doesn't want to look wrong for giving yeah. magic and Paul both all this money, all this, these lucrative contracts. So he want he needs this to work out. He kind of, he kind of needs it to work. He's just going to yeah. hopefully ride it and it'll write itself. So hopefully I can be right without having to do anything. Yeah. yeah. What if the, what if Paul and magic figure out how to like, play well together and then it works yeah. out and they run and the system that, and it's great and you see that he's so happy after they go on that like three or four game winning streak of of barely winning games he's like see everything's fine now meanwhile right. magic is still like seething yeah i think i i would like a little bit more there but i think it's mostly been okay because i i know i like we come on after every episode and i definitely feel like i feel like we're gonna get into that next episode if like magic publicly is saying he wants to be traded i imagine he has to have, have a conversation with jerry so i imagine that's coming and um so i want to give the show some credit if they don't i'll come on next week and be like how annoying that we didn't get that <laughs> scene but yeah i feel like the basketball stuff has been really good and, and everything a lot of the stuff i liked from season one um it is missing. I feel like, like what it means to be a basketball player in the, in the eighties and how you're treated and all of that stuff, I feel like is a big piece that's missing so far. Even like Jerry West is very fun as like comedic, you know, him and bill is like Statler and Waldorf or whatever. But yeah. also there's a lot of good stuff about Jerry trying to like come to terms with like, I don't want to be a coach, but I want to be involved. Like I want to leave, but I also want to be involved. Like I thought that stuff was, was really good. The Pat Riley, like, I want to be an announcer or maybe I could be a coach. Like I thought all that stuff was really compelling in a way that I think it's just missing like the extra stuff this season. Um, even if, if I think like the main course is better than yeah. it was, the basketball is probably better than it was like in terms of the dynamics than last season, but then like my sides and my desserts are all missing, you know? So if it feels like we have, we have so we have this ensemble. I think I mentioned this last episode too. We have this ensemble. It feels like, feels like we're getting these little bits and pieces of the ensemble, but we're not getting enough of all of them. Like, like as you said, Jason Clark as Wes, he's great, but he pops in here and there. He gives these like one liners and he he walks away. Mm -hmm. uh, not enough genie, not enough everything. We're getting a lot of Westhead, which is great, but I would like some more. I think we could have done with one episode less of the Westhead stuff and expand it more in, in other realms because 
you know, as we keep saying, we only have seven episodes. We got a lot to pack in here. I think I think it really shows this season that we have so much to do that we cannot really use a lot of our players. Yeah, uh, I to- I agree. I agree. I agree completely. And knowing that, like, that's the halfway point. We just passed the halfway point of the yeah. season. There's only three episodes left. So I've enjoyed it. Um, you know, uh, ranking is arbitrary and reductive, but um, hopefully they can land the plane this season. Um, do we miss anything from from this episode? Why is it called the New World? Is that it's like Paul's New hmm. World magic is why is it, uh, is it when he talks about uh, Cortez like uh, coming oh, and burning is. all his ships down? Is that part it is. of it? It is. Yeah. I always feel like I prefer like when it's um, more overarching to the. Th- but I guess it. I guess it is. I guess yeah. It's about him. He's burned his ships to prove that they need to yeah. go in and conquer. Basically, it's like listen, you either either win or we die. Like that's those are only two options here, which is yeah. kind of a you know really kind of a dictatorish way of <laughs> doing it. I, I love when Paul addresses the media. He's like, listen, uh, almond trees, <laughs> bears, yeah, and fruit, silence. Everybody's yeah. like, what the hell is that? Like, who are you quoting? He's like, that, that's it's that's sweet. a Westhead original. Westhead original. Yeah. Um, the writing oh, on the show is very good. Is it bad though that when he was like burn down the ships and I was like, oh, like Nymeria from Game of Thrones, which is like a <laughs> low, uh, like like not even been on the show. They're doing a think a show about it about Nymeria coming to Dorne and burning. But it's like, oh no, it's probably actually based on a real, <laughs> a real event. Uh oh, I maybe watched too much HBO, but that's fine. No. So, you know, in the real life, I've been waiting for this conversation between Paul and Magic because we heard, you know, it's something know. that we had heard about, uh, which is really inciting incident for Westhead being fired. Were you happy with what we got? What, was this it? Was this the confrontation? Uh, this is the confrontation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't feel like I wasn't really I wasn't like I wasn't amazed by the dialogue or the, the frustration. I thought it was going to be like this big public uh locker room fracas but i mean for it to take place in like basically a broom closet was like okay this was not that crazy yeah uh i I get i think that the thing it's like uh not only is it like yeah he's like telling him to bench him right he's like uh Mm -hmm. and it'd be like a better use of me than how you're currently using me is for me to sit on the bench such as that like the confrontation the idea that a player and a coach would be like talking this way to each other um it certainly doesn't you know i think there are expectations and it's like a tv show and you're expecting like fully yelling you know yeah. uh, but we don't and then it's i think it's much more the fact that like both of them it's like so clear that this happened i think it's like the juiciest part of it right is that like mm-hmm. sometimes this might happen and we will never know about it because like nobody i do love when jerry and bill leave and he's like don't let this leak and then it's like i mean yes. isn't that immediately is that when the the contract gets leaked i think maybe not well that's in the very beginning where like you can tell red just like red comes into the court and he's just like hey oh yeah he's this? on the committee yeah he's got a there, 20 does the rumor of the, paul being fired maybe how, does that get leaked or is that no i'm seeing I remember, like, them leaving and then it's like yeah we won't tell anybody and then immediately it's like no, I don't think so. I mean, there's been no no real like uh, leaking of Paul's firing yet. I think I think the radio stations talk about they should fire Paul like on those all. Oh, the they do. They're like, yeah. should should the Lakers consider firing Paul? That's right. Yeah, that's right. As if like uh, there's anything to leak. I guess is right. The, yeah, I just yeah. I, I loved how I, the red hour back of it all. Like in the beginning, it's like you know what, f this guy, and just walks into the court, just like gives it all. And that that uh, you know that scene where they're in that preseason game, you know, exhibition, the press is like hounding everyone because of this big secret that comes out i think is a really like good real real true life thing to show and it was so tense in that moment i love the moments of tension 
that they build yeah, in the show where like even in that in the very last scene where magic's in the locker room you can just feel the tension you can feel what he's feeling in that moment as yes. you know the, and then the press comes in and starts hounding him and he says what he says about being wanting to be traded it was like i just those moments that you know the 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 feeling of tension and uncomfortableness the the soundtrack all that works it it's it, this really like kind of stew this culture it works very well for this show it's what i really love about the show i agree especially because it's kind of like artificial tension and the fact that like we know so much of like you know we know paul's not going to be the coach of the lakers mm -hmm. like we know magic is going to stay for the lakers for a long time we know he's going to win multiple championships and yet i think like impressive that the show can make you like feel um even though and like you know invested in these moments and feel like you know anxiety or, or tension or, or whatever it is at these moments where you're like you're pretty sure you know the outcome but like yeah what if it, what would have it actually been like to like be in the locker room is like magic hates his head coach you know yeah um so yeah i know i've yeah again i i think that there are some like things in the show i wish they were doing more but overall i, I really like the show i think it's very well yeah, done very very well done very well yeah. done show all right well, we'll be back next week with our episode five recap in the meantime jason what else you got going on uh, over here on Postal Recaps, you can find me also talking about Special Ops Lioness with Sasha Joseph. Over here on Postal Recaps, uh, most recently over on the Rob has a podcast network. I talked to Puya about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. Um, if you like drama like, similar to what's in this show, you'll like that as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, go check that out. And that's pretty much it right now. How about cool. you, Grace? What you, what you give me your give me your list. Yeah, uh, we finished our dark rewatch, but we're watching some time travel movies. Uh, so uh, we watched uh, Primer last week. We're going to watch La Petite Maman this week, which is one of my favorite uh, movies. Uh, covering Foundation, Heartstopper, Heels, The After Party, uh, and movies each week. Uh, you can find me on socials at High from Grace or at Go for Grace. So we'll be back next week with the episode five recap. Until then, keep dreaming, keep dribbling. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.